coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Hello and welcome to peacepodcast.org. I'm Barbara Gonmuller, your host, for the next 15-20 minutes to have a conversation with my new friend, Reverend Franklin Ruff, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Stillwell, Kansas. I met him on Saturday at the Citizen Climate, Citizen Climate Lobby. He was their speaker. And I always pay attention to what the Citizen Climate Lobby says because their speakers inform us on what we need to do to be part of the solution for today's problems. And as I listened to Franklin Ruff, I said, this man needs to be on peacepodcast.org. You know, there's so much distrust and animosity between people and political parties, and we don't need that anymore. If you listen carefully to what Franklin has to say today, I think you're in for a joy, a new way to have a conversation, and a new way to greet your friends. Well, let's get going, because we're all about peace, happiness, and healthy living. Reverend, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, as I listen to you, you started to talk about these four different approaches to humanity. And I started taking notes and I thought, man, I have to have you explain that. Give us a little background on who you are, uh, your three boys, the passing of your wife, and now how you have become this man for humanity and humility. Okay, well, I, I am the pastor, uh, the teaching pastor at uh, First Baptist Church of Steelwell, Kansas. We're about 20 miles south of Kansas City. I am the proud father of uh, three boys, 10, nine, and eight years old. Uh, and I, I was the proud husband of Makiba Ruff. My wife uh, passed away uh, February 16th of this year. And so I am still in the process of getting used to being a single dad uh, without, uh, without my helpmate around. Uh, but uh, I also continue to do this work of depolarization. And, and part of the reason why I, do, why I do that is to honor my wife. My wife and I were married for 23 years. And I love to tell the story that in 23 years, we went through seven presidential elections uh, and we only voted for the same person for president two times. Uh, we are living proof that you can have political differences and not only can you still occupy the same space, you can love each other. Uh, because we did. And politics was a part of our life, but it was not the most important part of our life. Our life with each other, our life with our boys and our family. And what we find out, if we take the time to listen to those people that have slightly different or maybe even major differences in, in, in beliefs from us, what we find out is at our core, we want the same thing. Uh, when I was talking with the Citizens Climate Lobby, I, I mentioned part of the thing is we have to understand that um, I, I, I identify as a conservative. I, I lean right of center. And, and the joke is that we don't care about the climate. Well, we have to breathe that same air. We have to drink that same water. Uh, and, and so, of course, we do. We just might look at the issue a little bit differently, and we might have different ways of wanting to deal with it. But if we take the time 
to, to listen to those different ideas, what we'll find out is that we can actually come together and maybe even come up with a better idea. But it takes the time, it, what it does, it takes time to listen and not just caricature people. And well, that person is like this and that person is like that. No, take the time to listen and get to know each other. Isn't that an idea that we might want to explore? Come up with a better idea together rather than mm -hmm. my opinion versus your opinion. And I loved what you said. And we could still love each other and have a conversation, even if we were on opposite sides. And living through seven presidential elections is quite an amazing feat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we would always joke that every time except for two times we we basically just canceled out each other's vote but and we and and we didn't avoid the situation understand we talked about it we talked about how we felt about issues we talked about how we felt about particular candidates and uh and on most things uh we we came pretty close to each other it was just that her worldview was slightly left of center my worldview was slightly right of center it's okay in the end, we were still married. We, we, we still were parents. We still lived together and loved each other and, and didn't allow for that to get in the way of uh, our relationship with each other. Sounds like you had a lot of respect, respect and trust. And how does that begin? Well, I think, I think for me, and I, I think for most people, where it begins is to not make assumptions. So what, what happens in, in, in our world today is we, we have, once again, these caricatures of what a person is supposed to be like. A liberal is like this. A progressive is like this. A conservative is like this. A black liberal is like this. Black conservatives are like this. And so we already have made up in our mind what a person is going to be like before we've uttered any words. Put all of that stuff out of your mind and take the time to get to know individuals. It's, it takes longer, it's more work, but it's also more fulfilling and more enriching. It's hard sometimes when you're looking at somebody who may have the total opposite view of you, may not believe in the climate that we're having problems with, may not believe that we are the solution. How do you begin to talk to that person? Or what do you do? Do you look at that person and say, I see you as a human? That, that's where it starts. I, I see this person as a human. And okay, so they don't, they don't see, we'll, we'll use climate as an issue. They don't see uh, the the world the same way you do. And I, of course, I addressed this on Saturday. There could be a whole lot of reasons why that is. One reason might be that, okay, climate's important, but other issues are more important to them. Uh, one of the examples I use is maybe their issue is human trafficking. Are we going to say to them that your issue of human trafficking is less important than my issue of climate? Uh, so they, they, they are putting their energy into something different. Uh, another reason might be that they are, they're, they're just living life. I, on February 16th, my life changed from February 15th. Well, February 15th, my wife and I were having conversations with each other. February 16th, she's not here anymore, and I'm a single dad. 
Now, I have a support group. I have people around me who can help me. I have people around me who love me. But what happens if you don't have that support group? Then what I'm thinking about is how I'm going to put food on the table for my three children. I don't th I'm not thinking about the climate. Don't come to me talking about, um, about climate change. I have to take care of my kids. Uh, and so that might be the reason uh, that um, they, they're not with it. When you're with that problem that you have, which is overwhelming. Imagine your wife passing, your three boys hungry for dinner, and somebody saying, now, I want you to listen to the climate change that we're all experiencing. And you're saying, are you kidding me? Do you have food for my kids for dinner is what you're exactly. worried about. Right. So we have to pay attention, right? Mm -hmm. And some people, it might just not, they might just not uh, agree with the seriousness of the issue. And you have to understand that those people are going to be there. Uh, and that they're going to exist. I, I was just, uh, I'm a member of an organization called Braver Angels, and we do workshops. I was just in a common ground workshop. And even amongst people who agree on the issue, the severity of the issue it was different. One of the things that touched me was I was talking with this young woman and the amount of fear that that she that that came out of her when she talked about this issue uh, and I don't have that it's it's an important issue but I, I'm not afraid and I had to see her humanity I I had to understand that she would that was actually what she was feeling and not come from the standpoint of oh that's silly you really shouldn't feel that way it's not that bad well it is that bad to her and I have to I have to see her humanity and say okay um I don't feel that same way but she does and I have to I have to lean into that and appreciate that about her and have the humility to understand that maybe the problem's a little bit worse than um, what I think it is, but maybe not as bad as she thinks it is. I love what you said. To have, see her as a human and then the humility to listen and understand. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Talk about humility, that's a tough one. I think we can see each other as a human, but how do we bring that humility to full life and appreciation for another human who's totally off? Yeah, the, the humility, even with people who agree with us, the humility is difficult because a lot of times we have our solution to the problem and, and maybe their solution is different. Well, but my solution is the best one, not yours. The, for me, here's the easiest way to, to, to lean into humility. You are a human being and you are, in, you, you, are, you are imperfect. All of us are. And once you realize that, you also realize that there is something you are wrong about. I'll use myself as an example. I have a worldview. I have a way that I view the world and the way that I want the world to uh, look. I, and I have policies that I want to see interacted. I'm wrong about something. I don't know what that is. I just know that, it, that I am wrong about something. How do I know that? Because I'm imperfect. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. That's the same for all of us. And the only way that I'm going to learn what I might possibly be wrong about or influence someone about those things that I'm right about is by, by communicating, listening to their point of view, more so than trying to push my point of view on them. And, 
I guarantee you when you have those conversations every time, or at least almost every time, you will at least learn something. You may not, you may not change your mind, but you may learn something. And the second part of humility is to understand that it is not the end of the world if you say, I changed my mind or I was wrong. It's not the end of the world. I'm 47 years old. I have changed my mind on a myriad of issues over those 47 years, and I'm okay with it. And I may change my mind about some other things. Now, there are certain issues that I'm, I'm, I'm staunch on, but even then I'm open to hearing the other, other point of view uh, and, and saying, okay, I don't agree, but I see where you're coming from. Humility yeah. is hard. They may not be able to see beyond their personal problems, and they may not think this issue is important right now. But what you say may be coming back into their subconscious later when they are freer to think about the issues that you may present to them. And that's why I do Peace Podcasts. And you're listening to Reverend Franklin Ruff because we're on peacepodcast.org. And this is why I do this. My mentors are these fabulous guests who appear each week on Peace Podcasts. And you can listen to them on iTunes, on Spotify. Get in your car and put on Dr. Robert, I say doctor, because you remind me of that, Reverend Franklin Ruff, and listen to how he has these conversations. You can see that some people may not think what you think is important is important. Their passion may be, as he said, on sex trafficking or just raising children with dignity and heart. Who knows? You won't know unless you have that conversation. Is that right? That's absolutely right. 100% right. Thank you. Well, that's why I wrote my book. A little plug for every conversation to bring you peace. Revolutionary Conversations is a book that took me five years with two co-partners and classes at UCLA to find a little simple formula. And I'm going to tell it to you, but then you'll read the book and find out more. Or I'll go to revolutionaryconversations.com and read about it. Stop. When you're right in the middle of an argument or something, just stop. What, like you do at a stop sign. You don't go forward until it's safe. Hey, it's S-H-A-R-E. Here, I say help. Let me ask a little help. I heard that you said this and ask A, ask a question. S-H-A-R. And then when you're ready, you can take that risk and listen to the questions that you're answering and listen to your new ideas. You know, I heard you talk about your family. Maybe we could work together on bring your children into this situation, whatever. And then last but not least, explore. So S-H-A-R-E is a formula that we carry in our hip pocket. And I use it all the time. Just I keep saying, when you go to a stop sign, you don't rush right on through. You stop and you wait until it's safe. And the same thing mm -hmm. in a conversation. Reverend, would that work? I think it would. I absolutely think it would. Absolutely. Especially the, 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 the stop sign analogy. Um, when, when you run stop signs, bad things happen. <laughs> I know. I thought there was, oh, we won't go into the one. I thought there was a four-way stop and it was only three ways and I went zooming through. Well, that was the end of that bumper, but it was my <laughs> fault because my maid, and you said it, I made an assumption. I didn't mm -hmm. read the sign that said, this is not a four-way stop. I assumed, 
in a busy intersection that everybody would have a stop sign. Assumptions got me into trouble that day. And I remember carrying my bumper to my car and saying, well, I should have paid attention to the sign I didn't read. And that's what we do in conversations. Pay attention to the signs. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I can, I truly do understand that because I am more often than not the victim of those assumptions. So when I walk into a room, if a person doesn't know me, they, the only information they have is what they see. So they see African-American male pastor and automatically, automatically certain assumptions are made about me and where I stand politically and what my belief systems are simply based on how I look and my title. And then someone sits down and has a conversation with me and realizes, oh yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't, I was wrong. Um, I was way off on that. Uh, and it, it really gets, uh, it, it, I really enjoy seeing the look on people's faces a lot of times when, when I sit down and I say, well, actually I'm a, um, I'm a right-leaning conservative. Uh, and then they're like, they're shocked. Okay, this doesn't fit, but, <laughs> but, it, it, but we are, we're human beings and we're so much more complex than the, than the boxes that we put each other in. Even if two, like I said, even if two people agree on a policy, agree on, on an issue, they may have different views on the policies and how we take, how we should deal with it. Um, the bottom line is the really the only things that we can say 100% that most of us agree on is that we want to live a peaceful life. We want to be we want safe houses. We want safe schools. We we want a, a, a safe and comfortable environment, regardless of what that environment they look like. I prefer more rural areas. Someone else may prefer to live in the city, but we want it to be safe and clean wherever we are. Uh, and, and, and so here. how do we do it? Is, yes. is and question. you're telling us how we can look at differences and become friends. I heard that in you and finding that common ground is possible that we can do that with the humility and humanity that you have a passion for. Um, I know you're a member, uh, actually a director in the Braver Angels. Could you talk a little bit about that? Okay, so I, I'm a I'm a regional lead, which means that I, I oversee um, a, a several states. I, I also will point out that I, like most of the people in the Brave Rangers organization, are am a volunteer. Uh, we do have some people that are paid staff, but I'm a volunteer, uh, and and the whole. The, the whole basis of what Brave Rangers is about is getting people uh, from different political stripes to talk to each other, to once again see the humanity in each other. We're, and and the, uh, a key rule in Brave Angels is you are not trying to change someone's mind on a policy. You are listening to where they come from, you're listening to their life experience, and you're taking the opportunity to explain your own. We're, we're not attempting to win people over to our, our way of thinking in terms of policy. Uh, and, and, and it works out. Uh, now, some, we have these uh, organization called alliances, and, and those are uh, our organizations within the state. The, we're starting up an alliance in the Kansas City area called the Greater KC Alliance. Uh, there's alliances in, I believe, all 50 states now. 
And that's where the grassroots people come together. And once again, just have these conversations. And it's amazing what you learn about that person that you were caricaturing, that, that wow, you, you, you both like the same kind of wine, or you went to the same college, or you, um, you, you both like crocheting or knitting, or you root for the same sports team. You'd be amazed at how much more we have in common than, than we think. We are not nearly as polarized, I believe, as we have been led to believe because of the media sources we watch. Uh, if, you're, if you're on the left, you watch left-wing media sources. If you're on the right, you watch right-wing media sources. Got to get out of those silos and start to listen to people that don't think the same way that you do. Of course you think you're right when everybody else around you thinks the same way that you do. Oh, I just love what you said. And I'm so grateful for the history of media because media, as Martin Luther King said to the radio commentators at his convention, without radio, my people would never have known they had a chance to become something else, to change their mind. You taught my people. I love radio. I love our history. <laughs> I just bought a new turntable so I could listen to LPs again. The history that we have, but now we have issues around who owns that station and what am I supposed to say that's supposed to be news that endorses the products, etc. You already know all that. So these conversations between people are key, aren't they? They are, absolutely. And we have a responsibility and you have three young boys and if I'm not mistaken, you told me they were, eight, nine, and 10, they're young. And you yes. have the responsibility to show them how to judge something, how to pay attention. Maybe what they're saying on television isn't always correct. Maybe they have to use that. Like my mother said, Tide can't do that. Pay attention, Barbara. Tide can only wash your clothes. It can't do the miracles they're saying. And she mm -hmm. would teach me that, right? Yes, yes. I'm going through that with my boys right now because you, there's so many different media sources, YouTube and TikTok. And my, my, my middle son saw this thing on TikTok and I'm telling him, son, it's entertainment. It's not real. But, but, but he said it. Yeah, but just because he said it doesn't mean it's real. He's, he's trying you. to entertain you. Uh, and just getting him to understand that everything that he sees and hears isn't real. And even when it is real or true, what's the spin that's on it? And that's what that's what I tell people. I when I when I watch news sources, or in most cases, I listen to news sources because I'm more of a radio than a TV person. But I say. I, I go into it understanding that, okay, there's a leaning or specific bias here. It's true. What they're telling me is true, but it's true with the leaning. So I listen to NPR. Um, NPR is probably where I go the most, uh, which again, many of my conservative friends who might listen to this podcast, their eyes get really big. But I also go into it knowing, I, I know, okay, this is going to lean in a certain direction. Um, I also, I'll listen to the Daily Call or the Daily Wire or, uh, and when I, and, and even when I'm looking at news sources on television, I, I, I get varied information because again, a part of our issue is that we are in our silos. 
um, our social media and our news silos. Even We even live in silos now. Um, most of the people where I live here in Kansas have the same political viewpoint that I do. But you go 20 miles to the north to Kansas City, and it's really different. But almost everybody is thinking the same there. People are choosing where they live based on politics. Wow. But you, you're never going. But what can you learn and how can you grow if everybody is thinking and talking and acting the same? You can't. Right. And that's why it's so important to seek out people that are different. You're really kind of leading into my last question for this Peace Podcast. What action can we take today? as a person in a community, as somebody who wants to get out of their silo and get away from their assumptions and maybe have a conversation that brings peace to another person? Get uncomfortable. And, and so what do I mean by that? If, if all of your conversations, if, if all of your interactions are comfortable, then something's wrong. Uh, seek out different news sources. Now, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, some of this is going to be infuriating because you're hearing, the, you're hearing things from a different viewpoint that you don't agree with. But, but look, get past that and listen. But more importantly, find a, a way to be around people who are different from you. Not just, not just ethnically, racially, or culturally, but politically as well. And of course, as a member of Braver Angels, I'm gonna plug Braver Angels and say, um, join Braver Angels, become a member of Braver Angels because you'll find it. Um, one of the things that we offer is one-on-one -on -one conversations. I do at least one of those a month. Uh, and and it, it's, a, it's a structured conversation with someone who is different from you. Either they're racially different from you, uh, they have different political views from you. And those conversations, guess what? They're uncomfortable. But that's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable. That, that, that discomfort is, is telling you that, okay, this person is different from me. They, they think different. Maybe they look different. They act differently. But what can I learn? if I listen to what they have to say to me. And if you listen, you will learn. And the chances are that every once in a while, you're gonna change your mind about something. That's okay. It's not the end of the world. And the hardest part in those conversations for many people, including myself, is not to react. So they say something that you say, where were they, under a mushroom? How did they not know better than that? But you have to just let go, be present, and keep that peace inside that allows you to say, I'm supposed to be here right now without my assumptions, with my open mind. And if you're peaceful inside, it's amazing how your reactions are delayed so that you can hear what that person is saying. So that you can- and that's the important part. Okay. Sit back, take, take a deep breath. They just said something that you disagree with. Yes. Now, what happens sometimes is something goes off in our mind and we start thinking about how we're going to respond. Don't do that. Yes. Cut that off and continue to listen. Don't, don't think about how you're going to tell them they're wrong. Cut that. Just say, okay, I'm going to shut this part off and I'm going to actually take a deep breath 
And the last thing what they want to hear is that they're wrong. That's the last thing they want. And that could be at the end of the conversation. But mm -hmm. it might not be the end if you can take that breath and just say, that's interesting, rather mm -hmm. than, good Lord, you know, that's interesting. May I hear more? And mm -hmm. then you're in a conversation. Absolutely. If you can Absolutely. remember, and I'm going to tell everybody listening today, you have to be the peace. We have so much chaos on our planet today, so many differing of, of differences of opinion. And Braver Angels has conversations. My book, Revolutionary Conversations, and my wonderful friend, Reverend Franklin Ruff, has a way that you can listen and be at peace. And I hope you will take a moment and just re-listen to this with your friends. Maybe you have somebody you disagree with right now. Bring them into the conversation. Let them listen to our podcast. And Reverend, I'd like to give you the last moment. Well, I just want to say this because I know what some people are saying. This can't work, but it can. And I want to encourage anyone who, who, who thinks that to look up a man named Daryl Davis. Uh, Daryl Davis is an African-American man who actually entered into dialogue and conversations with members of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, I'm going to tell you all, I'm not there yet. Uh, maybe one day I will be. <laughs> but just to show you the power of listening, the power of, of allowing for people to feel as if they are important, there are, I believe, 230 men who are now former members of the Ku Klux Klan because Daryl Davis took the time to sit down. He saw their humanity and he listened to them. And what these men did is when they, when they left the Klan, they gave Daryl Davis their Klan robes to show that he had changed their life. This can work. It does work. And, and, and sometimes what will happen is if you're right, you're going to change someone's mind. And every once in a while, you'll, you'll find out that maybe you were wrong and your mind will be changed as well. Either way, we as individuals are better for it and our communities are better for it as well. Thank you. We as individuals and our communities are better for it. Imagine a world that had conversations instead of wars a world that had conversations instead of disagreements until we all found that common ground. I'll never forget the Dalai Lama saying, if we only had picnics and we invited the grandchildren, we'd never have a war again, because how could you shoot these beautiful people who you now got to see and have meals with? And in this COVID-19, it's these peace podcasts and these wonderful TED Talks that allow you to understand that you have an option an option in your daily life to become more of who you are. Maybe you become a better angel. Do you have a website for better angel? Braverangels.org. Braver, sorry. Yeah, we had to change your name. <laughs> but braverangels.org. Um, uh, go on and, uh, and, and you'll see all sorts of uh, uh, information there. I'll also, what, I, I, what I'm going to do, I'll also give you uh, my email address, anyone who has a specific personal question they want to ask, uh, I, will, um, I will answer that for you. So it is fruff, that's F-R-U-F-F, -F, at braverangels.org. Um, just email me and I'll get back to you. I'm always open to having a conversation. And I'm, it's okay if you disagree with me. 
I'm willing to have that conversation as well. What a blessing to have you on Peace Podcast today. I have changed my mind about some of the issues that may be facing our planet today. And I've, I'm the author of Re Revolutionary Conversations, where every conversation can lead to peace. And it's a simple book. And today you help me understand that there is possibilities beyond even the revolutionary conversations to look at another person as a human with humility. I'm going to add that to my repertoire when I'm doing my talks. And I do a lot of talks about peace. I'm president of the Rotary E-Club of World Peace. I'm president of the United Nations Association. And Reverend, I'd like to have you be a speaker at our United Nations Association in the month, let's see, this is April, May, maybe in the month of May, because this is another wider audience. We have 200 UNAs around the world. I'm sorry, in the United States and probably another 200 around the world. But today's guest, if you have not heard that you can have a conversation, even in the most difficult situations, using your ability to see another as a human and use the humility that you might find out something new and maybe even change your mind. God bless you, Reverend, and thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. What a pleasure to have you, our Franklin Ruff, tell about your life and to share your personal story. It's not an easy time for a man with three young boys who I couldn't just want to go hug right now because we have learned so much in this 20 minutes. Thank you for joining us. Invite your friends to watch peacepodcast.org. I'm Barbara Gonmuller wishing you peace, happiness, and healthy living. Bye for now.